Hey guys, this is KD, and this is KD Read with me. I apologize for the fan in the background, but it is super, super hot, and it feels more like summer than spring, but happy belated Easter. Easter Monday was yesterday, Resurrection Sunday was Sunday, and... I'm just going to be honest, I don't even know how to celebrate holidays anymore now that quarantine is, well, it isn't quarantine. Some people are still quarantining, others are just out, and that's scary, but um, yeah, let's get to it. When dad picked me up at the laundromat, he was hot and cranky. I'm too old and out of shape for this, he said. I'm taking off tomorrow. You and Mark can work on cutting the back, uh, the backyard. I'm going to see about getting a phone and your mother can be, uh, D-A-M-N-E-D. Damned. We're getting basic cable and DSL. I don't know what DSL is, but I'm guessing it's internet. And I wonder, he's too old and out of shape to do laundry? That raises some question marks. I think he's gotten very used to other people doing the things that he needs to do basically for himself in order to survive and live a healthy life. I don't care what anyone says. You know, there are always people who are like, oh my God, money isn't everything. But I'm like, if you live in a society where you need money in order to have basic necessities like food because you don't know how to cultivate and grow your own food, you don't even know how to hunt or gather for your own food, hello, money would be the thing that you would need. It would be the thing that would kind of make everything all right if your family were starving. Then another thing is clothes. Yes, you can be grateful for the clothes that you have, but anyone who's ever dressed inappropriately for the weather or because I mean like a social event or something like that. Yes, there's a certain level of embarrassment, but you really feel it when you know you like you're really going through it when you actually go and... <clears throat> When you actually go to, let me say for an example, you think, oh, it's going to be sunny and, you know, really nice, cool. Say, for instance, you bring um, a light jacket and you're wearing, it's not a thin dress. It's not a summer dress, but it's a spring dress. So it has some sort of, you know, um, warmth to it. It's just not really thin like a summer dress and it's not really thick like a winter dress say for instance the weather changes on you literally global warming is kicking all of our butts but you know say for instance it becomes scorching hot you take off this little jacket thing that you have on right but you're still sweating because you're wearing a spring dress instead of a summer dress so it's not really breathable but it's you know comfortable so you have this second skin and then say for instance oh it's not super hot but that cool air turns into like a chill 
and it is not raining as in hurricane season type but it's raining hard and your skin say for instance if you have sensitive skin all bruised up like basically those people like I know it kind of veered off of money but honestly when you have money set aside to use on rainy days or you know just to have to spend on those days when you dress inappropriately and you go past the store with the appropriate clothes that you need if you don't have money you'll be like oh my god I wish I had money to get that or I wish I had chosen another outfit or listen to the forecast more or made my own predictions about the weather so um it really all kind of depends when people are saying oh money isn't everything and and the thing is here is that i mean like he can't do laundry but he can go get basic cable and dsl which i'm guessing is wi-fi and he then says i need a real job and i can't do it with dial up actually Period, 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 you can. Oh, well, not period, 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 but ellipsis. Of course you can. The only thing is, is that you will probably have to do something that's in the blue collar field, not the white collar field. Um, and obviously, like I said, I think a few episodes ago, he could start working at like... It would be sort of kind of like a disgrace or something probably to him. But he could work at a fast food place. He could become a janitor because there are always people who need to have things cleaned. There are always people who need to have food fast because they're living the fast life or whatever. So... I don't understand why he doesn't think that he can get a job. Maybe not a job of that caliber, but he can still be working. But I'm not trying to put too much pressure on him because I know how hard it can feel, you know, searching for a job when you have to go to school in a few months and you're going to need spending money or min or like money for your club or something like that. And I also know what it means to have to like pay off like doctor bills and things like that so I completely understand but I guess some some parents won't allow no just some people will not allow their pride to be stepped on in order to provide for whomever is dependent on them whether it be a dog or a child whether it be a spouse or a parent like some people that could be deemed as selfish and then it could be deemed as knowing your your self your self worth it's it's all in the same shape of things but it just it's it's crazy oh wait 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 let me correct myself um her punishment was to do all the laundry. That's what her mom said for her because she stood up to her mom in defense of Chrissy. Um, and then I think he was, oh, okay. So he was probably talking about the yard work, um, obviously. I uh, found out 
that you can make anything into an exercise, an exercise that's good for you. Like you can exercise your muscles in any and every way possible, even when it's something like so tedious or whatnot. So it's really, really, really important that he finds a way to um, keep himself up because he's letting his mind go. His personality is going. You're going to see later on in the chapter. I read it um, yesterday and I was like, I was reading on ahead and I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe he would do such a thing. Newsflash, I'm going to spoil it for you. He's, um, he's going to hit her. Well, he's not going to hit her, but he's going to raise his hand to her as if he were to strike her like he did the first time, but he stopped himself. Uh, Mark is going to be there to stop it. And it's going to be, it's just going to be a whole a bunch of mess. But unfortunately, because his father, I mean, because her father, Ames, Ames' father, and her mother can't get themselves together separately or together um, and be cohesive in, you know, being strong for their children. I don't know about Chrissy, but I mean, I know psychologically there are a lot of things that could happen to her. But I know for a fact that Ames is falling through the cracks and you can see it in the writing, which is I actually love the way that Giles did this because it's really subtle, you know, it, 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 it's going to happen. I'm going to continue on reading. I clenched my fist. He didn't care that I might be tired and needed a day off, but I didn't want to start a fight. Hey, he was going to get DSL, the tiniest part of my real life back. Better yet, he was giving me time to talk to Mark alone. I couldn't keep my head straight since he had walked away from me. So in the earlier chapter, well, the chapter before this, he was upset with her. And I was like, hey, there's a bunch of red flags. I think we got up to like 22 red flags. And I guess she couldn't see it because, you know, she couldn't tell or whatever. But I knew that it was a huge red flag. It was huge, 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 huge. It was a bunch of them. Um, the other thing is, yes, like maybe she is tired. It's really funny to me how some like just adults will be like, what do you got to be tired from? Like, what did you do? Like. I don't know, this, this, and that. I mean, anything. Something so silly. I mean, it sounds silly, but I'm not sure. But the fact that, yes, Ames' dad is, you know, I wouldn't say overworked. I would just say that he's putting in the work. He's putting in the work that he needs to make the house look nice so that his wife can be happy. And that's another thing, like, I, I never understood, you know, why they couldn't focus all of their time getting the house together, then focus all of their time on how they were going to go about getting everything straight, i.e. both parents getting a job, Chrissy, like, at least getting to know her grandparents, um, while same simultaneously 
you know, everybody fixing relationships with each other and things like that. But just do it slow, little by little. It doesn't have to be anything huge, just little by little. It literally helps. I never understood why they couldn't just do that, like make a gang plan and then stick to it. The laundry smells great, Dad said. However, you smell like cigarettes. I know. There's a jillion no smoking signs and people sit right underneath them puffing away, I said. Reminds me of my parents. They complain they don't have money for food, but they smoke cigarettes. People don't have a washer and a dryer. They could buy one with what they spend on the smokes. Um, well, on smokes is what he said, but I said the smokes on the cigarettes. You know what I mean? Okay. So we can also say that once again, Ames's dad, Randall is literally turning into a version of his parents. And I guess he just can't see that. (sighs) The whole bit about, you know, that's something that a lot of people say oh I I don't have money for food and I don't have money for this and that but you know you can smoke a cigarette like every so often or you'll go and get the really pricey gas or something like something like that so I was just like okay and that's another thing the no smoking signs why don't people listen I used to think why don't we just arrest them <laughs> or like get one of those leaf blowers and use the reverse and suck up their lips? Yeah, stop the smoking <laughs> where you're not supposed to be smoking at. Is that a little too much? Maybe. But mm, maybe. Moving on. I couldn't believe him. All holier than thou over cigarettes. What about the money he spent on beer and Jack Daniels? Or how about we don't have a house anymore because you stole and gambled? Okay, that's pulling some punches there. But those punches are truth. And I know it may be hard, but you'll probably have to get the truth how you get it. And sometimes it's hard. You might hear the truth from an enemy, from a friend, from a stranger, from like a kid. You might even, from, you know, animals even can tell you, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. You know, it just depends on, you know, the relationship and how well they know you. But I'm saying sometimes very true that the truth the the things that are the most truthful usually hurt when you don't want to face it but when you have some sort of grasp on the truth and how it's affecting you you can take it easier you know at least that's what I think but uh, when it says we don't have or we do, how about we don't have a house anymore because you stole and gambled. It's an it's an italization. It's italicized. There you go. Um, so that means that she thought about it. She didn't actually say it. And I mean, this whole thing, this whole like little section is literally her like think talking. So she's not actually saying anything. And it says, 
We got home and I slammed my way inside. I tossed my parents' clothes on their bed and took the rest of my stuff uh, to my room where Mark was playing with Chrissy. Shh, the bears have had a hard work, or have worked hard, my bad, and are taking a nap. I just sang them a lullaby, Mark said. He's singing so bad they fainted, Chrissy reported. Mark hung his head and looked at me through, through his eyelashes. I'm sorry I've been punished for my bad behavior. I detentioned him, Chrissy said. Oh, that's why you're in here, I grumbled. Yes, I'm uh, bear sitting while your dad wants to pick you up. He means babysitting me, but he's trying to be nice now, Chrissy said. So, <laughs> trying to be nice now. You could read into that statement or you could not. But say, for instance, what if he's kind of not that nice to Chrissy? Hmm? What if he's not really nice to her un unless her sister's around? Quiet. Like, okay, so um, she's not going to be quiet. Oh, my goodness. Okay, sorry. That's my cousin in the background. But, um, like, I've, I've definitely dealt with this. I would have people that I were cool, that I was, like, cool with. And then their boyfriend or their family member or even sometimes their parents would, you know, be like, ugh, I don't like you. I don't like you for whatever reason. And if you try, like, you don't want to tell the person that you're friends with, you know, because you're like, I love them. And I don't want them to think that I'm lying to them about the other people that are close to them in their life. So that could be an issue with Chrissy right now. So we don't ever get to jump inside of Chrissy's head. So we don't know what's going on. We never see through the eyes of Chrissy. We only see through the eyes of Ames. So <clears throat> it's not difficult to see where it could be or whatever. But I mean... He's lost his temper with Ames, but it's just been really snake-like. Like, it was a cool little Slytherin-type thing to do, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he could be, like, the way that he's conditioning Ames, he could be conditioning Chrissy as well, so we don't know. Um, then it says... Gotcha. A wisp of a smile snagged my mouth. See, she wasn't even, um, you know, she wasn't even, uh, you know, worried about it. But then again, he could be just nice and it could just be a turn of phrase that was used playfully, you know. Uh, it, it would be different if it were in a movie because usually when you read, um, when you read a manuscript, it usually has, you know, like the, like certain directions and, you know, like what to do with your face or your body, you know, things like that. He tilted his head toward the hall as he stood. We went out together. I blew up. Sorry. I didn't like being compared to your parents. I don't like to think I treated you. Wait, no. I don't like to think I treat you like they do. You don't. It was stupid. I, then there is an ellipsis. But you know something? He kind of did. He kind of did. Mm-hmm. 
It's exactly how he treated her, just like her parents. I couldn't finish. His lips were on mine, soft, sweet, quick, leaving me wanting more. Okay. So, no. Just no. That shouldn't have happened. Uh, they should have actually talked, not made out. There's a time and a place for everything, and making out is usually only really okay when, you know, you've talked out decisions and, you know, moments and things that seem like you wouldn't be able to express yourself. It is really important that if you do end up in a relationship and before you guys can talk or have any meaningful conversation there's kissing going on or there are a bunch of gifts or hey let's go out on a spontaneous date um before we discuss this thing like uh say for instance say for instance you're you've been going out with a girl and she's been like really nice and you guys are like feeling each other digging each other or whatnot and you're like hey I want to you know like take you somewhere like for the weekend or whatever because I think that that's where we are in our relationship I want to talk to you about it and she kind of blows it off um and there's like another example of oh well I would love to go to your house you've been to my house a bunch of times and we've been to places together but they're you know really like indie type places they're not really mainstream places like instead of going for coffee at Starbucks we've gone to go get coffee at um Shades of Brown or, um, or, uh, Jacqueline's Cafe. Like, <laughs> excuse me? We should be going mainstream places too. Oh, you like this place more? Oh, well, okay, I can see that. But every time I see you, when I'm not with you, you have a Starbucks cup. You know, things like that. Little details and things like that. Or when, um... When he wants to talk to you about, you know, like being in a like a, a real serious relationship, like, hey, move in with me or marry me or something like that. Or, you know, I just want to see more of you and you or whomever you're with or whatever situation that you happen to witness, you see that they're trying to, you know, have sex. Or they're trying to, like, kind of, I'm not going to say manipulate, but it's kind of like manipulation. Well, it is manipulation. They're literally trying to seduce you into doing something else, going somewhere else, being in a different spot than what you usually are romantically. So, I mean, like, literally that kiss, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't for romance or anything like that. It wasn't because he loved her. It wasn't as spontaneous as my young uh, 13, 14, 12-year-old mind thought. It was to get her to stop talking. <laughs> because 
literally. Had she kept talking, she probably would have said, hey, there is, you know, some things that you do. I don't really like it. And to actually speak up and say, hey, you do things that I don't like, but I still like you and I want us to work together. But if you can't, like, usually when it when it turns into, like, a fight and then there's a makeup um, stage, usually if in the makeup stage more problems arise, it is usually ended with an ultimatum. And I'm guessing that he didn't want to give her an ultimatum yet or he knew where it would, it might possibly go. So he just stopped it right then and there. I know I was ranting. I was just going on and on babbling. But <laughs> I should really edit these again. <laughs> Let me go on. But we were interrupted by the slam of the front door. I scooted into the bedroom with Chrissy and Mark slid into the bathroom, closed the door and flushed. Mom came into the hall and Mark came out of the bathroom, obviously without washing his hands. I know he did not actually use the restroom, but he was there and he touched the handle to flush it, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me go on. Sorry, Mrs. Ford. Mind if I get some cold water and then go back to work? Mom flickered, no, blah, blah, blah. Mom flicked her eyes over him. If you don't mind, I need some help with the rug in the front room. She leaned into the doorway. Ames, you too. Let's roll up this rug. I found a place to sell it. Mark, I'd like to talk you I'd like to talk to you about this homeschooling thing. I went to the high school today and didn't like what I saw. Homeschooling might be just the thing for Ames. I got up and followed them into the front room. Mark moved the ridiculous coffee table the three of us got on our knees to roll up and sell off the last bit of luxury keep it in a tight roll roll the rug to you don't roll to the rug mom said always the commander i don't really understand i don't really understand packing like packing and wrapping and doing things like that I would have to, um, I'll have to do some trial and error or whatever, but she's saying always the commander. You know, something I, I really realized is that some people are just not careless. They're not careless with their things, just as some people are very careless with their things and some people are in the middle. Um... I cannot tell you how many times I have witnessed people literally like they will buy things or they will wash things that like wash clothes with other clothes that don't go together just so that they could be washed and out of the way. Um, try using different settings on the iron to get those clothes wrinkle free and ending up damaging the the clothes or, or whatever um i've seen people cook the way they want to instead of following the instructions and the end result was bad also the same with baking and then there's like um like i don't know how many of you actually have I'm not going to say witnessed, but how many of you have actually 
journeyed into trying to make your own furniture via Ikea. It, it's, it's not hard, hard. It's just there needs to be Ikea instructions for dummies. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, like, I, I guess it would be easier to just, I don't even know. But some people just literally use the wrong screws. They do whatever. The cabinet breaks. The screws break. Then I'm like, oh, I just spent all this money on so-and-so-and-so. And I was like, did you read the instructions? Well, no, it's just a chair. No, it's just a desk. No, it's just a TV stand. I know where the parts go. I know where this and that. And obviously, you're saying, oh, well, I know what to do. And I've been doing it. But when you look at the way that it looks after um, that was a chair, it was a me. When you look at how it looks, the end result of whatever they're doing when they decide to do their own thing instead of actually following the instructions, hardly ever does it turn out good or right. Unless they've done it, like, I would say a few times before or unless they just really understand the way that things are made, they are wizards when it comes to puzzle piecing things together like ikea furniture or filling fabric or you know bread or clothes or shoes in order to know like oh so i'm gonna treat this with that because some people just have that instinct now i'm gonna say it's rare because i honestly don't think a lot of people do i'm gonna say most people that have that instinct are probably chefs they're probably engineers who have invented some type of um, steel or wood, something like that. Engineers are modern day blacksmiths um, or they are fashion designers and not everybody can do a certain like not everybody can actually cut the material sew the material or get someone else instructions to sew the material and not everyone can follow instructions on how um the material will be sewn you know this way and then every few stitches is going to change up into another way and then you know basically not everybody has the gift now i'm saying her mom probably has that gift or she's just one who likes to read instructions and takes care of her things because remember her mom was poor. So once again, I went off on a little rant. I'm sorry. Um, where were we? Where were we? Oh, so what did you see that was so bad? A mugging? Practically, there were... Um, I was there less than two hours and saw two fights. I walked through the halls during class changes and simply couldn't believe the language the children used. Mm. I would say it depends on, like, parenting styles. If they're like, hey, well, it's not, you know, they're going to use it anyway. I'd rather they use it with me correctly rather than with someone out on the street. I mean, sometimes... <sighs> That sentiment of I'd rather they do it with me than someone else and get into deep trouble or, or something like that. So that's the same way with I've heard people say that about drugs, smoking, uh, learning about sex, 
uh, i.e. porn and things like that um money like embezzle not embezzling but like stealing <laughs> steal embezzlement is that's putting a bow on it and sprinkling sugar over the top no flat out stealing I'd rather they steal with me than on their own or with a friend who will double cross them. <laughs> like there are people like that out in the world. And I'm like, okay, I understand. The only thing that I understand that will be okay is the drinking thing. Not the the smoking thing. Because the smoking thing is literally, sometimes it is just way too addictive. You know, and all of the harmful things. There could there are good properties in alcohol. It just depends on the type of alcohol, you know, uh, the brand and what they stand for. So you know that the quality is good. Um, also, you know, you know where to cut them off, especially if you as the parent can hold your liquor or your alcohol. So I, I'm like. I would say drinking is the only the only thing I would be like, okay, if, if you do it with your parents, cool. But when it gets to be like that, if the parents are having a bad day, I would most definitely try to do something other than get a, a drink because... Teenagers, kids go through a whole bunch. They go through a lot emotionally. Sometimes when parents or adults push it off, it becomes like, oh, there were kid problems. And, um, you know, sometimes those things that adults push off can't be pushed off because it becomes too intense and it builds up into a mass, like a tumor inside of the kid that has to be extracted. So it's a problem that needs to be dealt with. Um, one of the things is bullying nowadays. You don't want your kid going into the liquor cabinet or going into the fridge, grabbing a beer. Every day, like after school, one to two beers because like they're having, it's so stressful and it takes off the edge. I mean, I've literally heard people say drinking takes off the edge. I'm like, okay, but what are you going to do after you've had half of that drink? Half of that drink, you need to do something productive. Then after you look at your accomplishment of your productivity, go ahead and have the other half. That may be, you know, monitoring, monitoring, monitor. That may me be, uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to speak. Okay, that may me, that may be me being a hall monitor type person and, you know, policing what people do. But I'm saying, It's just some people don't use discernment and some people don't use enough wisdom. They use a little bit and then they just go about their day. They don't use the full cup of it. They just take a sip of wisdom and then go about their lives. And I mean, it's okay because any wisdom, good wisdom is literally better than nothing. It's better than aimlessly, foolishly running around thinking that nothing will happen to you. <sighs> but honestly, thinking about it again, 
Literally, alcohol is the only thing that I would be like, okay, you do it with your parents. It's monitored, you know, for your, then you have to, especially if you're bringing in, um, like heavy, uh, alcohol, like what is it? Heavy liquor, like the percent, the percentage of alcohol, like it depends, like, Hey, you may can take a shot. You know, but you can only take a shot once every 30 to 40 minutes, okay? You can't knock them back for five minutes and be like, I'm fine. No, you're going to get messed up and <laughs> then your kid is going to want to follow suit. So I would say they would have to take into account their kid's diet, body weight, and all of that stuff, you know, that... The legal system takes an accountability, uh, no, takes an account when they're trying to determine who is legally drunk and who is not. Because I saw a study that I think the Try Guys did. Well, it wasn't a study. It was more like a experiment. And Eugene, Eugene Lee Yang so fun oh my god okay anyway Eugene Lee Yang could drink um he is already pretty much a drunkard but you know um he could hold his liquor way better and he could drive you know nicely and basically you just have to go and search on YouTube try guys drinking experiment it might take you to buzzfeed or something like that but um they're driving there's one where they're driving and then there's one when they're at a house party and it's like hey the same group of people can all have the same amount of drinks but depending on their eating choices what they ate that day um how active they are on a regular so um if they don't exercise or if they do exercise, all of that plays a factor. So, you know, if you're going to be like, hey, well, my kid, you can't just say, you can't just give permission. You also have to put some action, you know, behind that allowance. So <clears throat> let me get back to this. It says, I glanced at Mark. Um, Mom should have taken a stroll through the halls of my pricey school. Her hair would have stood on end. Did she think we were, wait, hold on. Did she think because we were Peter Pan callers that we didn't swear? One couple was kissing and crawling all over each other. Let's just say if there's a baby in nine months, I think I witnessed conception. Okay, so I've seen that too. Uh, it usually wasn't in the halls. It was, it would be like under the stairwell in the locker room. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> my water almost fell. <clears throat> In the gym no one used. <clears throat> so yeah, that's where it would happen. Ooh. Pretty secretive here. I live in a conservative state. At least last I checked, it was conservative. Anyway, Mark laughed a big, boisterous laugh like it was a surprise out of him. Mom sat on her back, wait, no, mom sat back on her heels, 
I'm not making a joke. These two were coiled about each other, up against the lockers and writhing like snakes on hot pavement. A teacher did break it up, but it might have been too late. This time, she and Mark both laughed. Mom was tentative, um, yeah, tentative at first, then a little louder and more carefree. So, mom is getting relaxed with this boy. <sighs> the whole thing about working the parents. I mean, I've seen some teens do it, but I'm like, to do that, to, because I could always think, like, hey, if I do this, like, if I con my parents, if I do this and if I do that, there's a high chance that, for one, they would not trust me. And I feel like if you don't trust me, then you don't respect me or my time and, and all of that stuff. So it was like, well, I could do this, but am I going to do it? No, I have the opportunity to do this, but am I going to do it? No, because I can see the possible danger ahead. But then there are people who will say, oh, well, you just didn't live life. You just didn't go through life. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I actually did. Thank you. I did go through life. I just didn't do it the way that you did it or the way that people like you see fit. That's all. Why did I hate this? Mark and my mother laughing together. I knew he was working hard, but... So, exactly how am I supposed to make friends if I don't go to school? My tone smothered the mood. This is another thing that probably could have waited to a more happier time. Maybe at the end of, you know, the work day or whatever. Especially if, you know... I don't know. She could have went about it a different way. She could have still asked the question just later on after, you know, certain things. But I mean, I guess like right then and there, it was like play and fun at the moment. And then it kind of got messed up. I made friends. Mark shrugged. It's easy enough. That's one of the things I want to ask Mark about. Mom said her angry face was back in place. This isn't a pun. This isn't a punishment, Ames. Okay. So, um, maybe she is most comfortable when her mom is upset. That is also a familial situation that I've seen. Um, let's just get the rug done. I rolled. Ames, I said, you bring it to you, not pushing away. It was easier to push. So I'm guessing that was kind of like wordplay or something like that. So easier to push away. So it's easy to push away someone who's hurt you, like our parents, instead of like bringing them back in. Um... I know that it's that same way in any type of relationship. It's easier to just be like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of you and this whole situation. And I'm just going to go about my day. And I don't want to hear anything from you and blah, blah, blah. Never talk to me again. Never, never speak to me again. That happens. Okay, a little down the page. It says, just as we finish, Dad came in with a set of phones, a bag of wires, and some Cat 5 stuff. A cable box and surprise, another six pack. So you don't have money, but you have money for beer.
that's me talking. Like, yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't add up. And after all of that complaining, when Ames just wanted a white rug and she, you know, a white comforter and all of that stuff, just to get a fresh new start. It was deemed too much. Remember? And here he is, buying beer six-pack after six-pack. <sighs> anyway, Mark, can you help me set this stuff up? He turned to me. You still got the wireless thing for your laptop and your printer, right? I nodded. We're in business, Dad said. Mom's body looked like it vibrated. The only thing that's changed is geography. I guess you just blew all the money I got for the rug. She banged out of the house and the car roared out of the drive. I didn't ask her to sell the rug, Dad complained. I stood there, not quite knowing which way to look. Okay. So, I guess this could be seen as they're cutting back. They're cutting back. The only one who honestly needs phones in this situation would be mom and dad. So that they can communicate with each other. One or both of them would always be with the children. So, there's really no reason. You know, there's really no reason why they have to... Like, have more than just the phone between the two of them. <sighs> and, you know, she's making sacrifices. Uh, Ames just said that it was the last bit of luxury. So, you know, she tried to keep something, you know, to herself, for herself, to remind her of what was before everything got messed up. And her sacrifice may have seemed to have gone... To just like shot shot it all to heck because her husband basically just spent money on something that's gonna need to be paid monthly so that's another bill that's another bill uh, neither one of them has have jobs yet so it's really problematic and the fact that he probably didn't discuss it uh, that's also in the chair he didn't discuss it with her and he literally said i'm getting it and she just you know she just better deal that's basically what he said the page before and then it says i stood there not knowing um stood there not quite knowing which way to look ames i thought you were supposed to be clearing the weeds from around the house <clears throat> why are you standing there uh get to get to work Oh, yeah. Why are you still in here? Get to work. Do I have to do everything? My head exploded. No, you've done plenty already. Okay. So, he's saying, do I have to do everything? He basically messed up everything by um, stealing from his clients. He put his job security at risk. He put his family at risk by thus committing a federal offense and now their like family is uprooted and they have to move it's hard on them yeah it may be hard on him too to go back to his parents but this is a major life change for his children his children don't know anything other than what they have been given like I'm guessing it's pretty common for lower well for upper lower class 
people to go to middle lower class and then just poor poor as if you know you just I don't know I don't know I don't know what poor poor is but I know what you know going poor is I mean going broke and, and things like that so I'm pretty sure this whole middle class to poor class is something that happens quite a lot because <clears throat> I've heard stories, but I've never actually witnessed it for real, for real. Um, <clears throat> but the fact that he's, I would expect her mother to say that because it seems like her mother is. Um, once again, Ames is in her feelings. Chrissy is probably trying to cope as best she can. She probably needs attention from her family. Not just her big sister. <clears throat> um, Ames is starting to fall in love. Hormones are going everywhere right now. She's getting someone who's like over there wanting to talk to her. Wanting to make sure that she's alright and such and such. Um, <clears throat> and the husband has become a deadbeat. The one who was once a great provider is now a deadbeat and defeated in life. I mean, like, honestly, I don't, I, I've never been in, in that type of position before <laughs> to where I steal and then I, I get really sad because I stole and now I have no job. I mean, like, he had a bunch of mercy his friend was his lawyer his job did not prosecute literally they said just pay this back and then you gotta go you know and then like it's on his record but he did not go to jail he literally served no jail time none whatsoever and See, he has a form of entitlement. Everyone in the family has a form of entitlement. Everyone in this book, actually, has a form of entitlement. And you can break it down, but I'm not going to break it down now. Um, and uh, let's just see here. She, She's like, you know, her head exploded. She's upset. Wait, like, literally, you try to check your emotions and you can't check them. And then there are people that are like, you should not let people get you to where your emotions are blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? I'm no monk. I'm not a Shaolin monk. You know, I'm not like one. Of, I'm not a Buddhist or something like that. A Buddhist monk. Because those people that actually spend their entire lifetime, literally, Checking their emotions, being one with nature in, in, in their spirit, but, you know, they choose when they need to be violent in order to protect themselves and their life and possibly their livelihood and their way of life. So, I, I mean, like, even those people are like, hey, you know, I can't, you can't always check your emotions. And I understand that being a very emotional person can make your life pretty crappy but in this case no I've also heard when people will say that you shouldn't let people get you in your feelings like that and then I always wondered if you knew this person and they knew you and what you've gone through and you've known what they've gone through if they say for instance 
they were a prostitute or they um were I don't know it's usually sexual shame is usually the thing that snaps people into how dare you say that about me okay let's just say something like a terrible a terrible wife or husband so terrible that <laughs> something like oh that it would be horrible but like oh so terrible that when they divorced you they put ads in the paper or something like that <laughs> to keep people away from you or whatever or something like that or oh you were so emotional you ran your husband away or you ran your wife away by being you know a weak man or a wimp or something like that a simp or anything and then it's like what it'll be very hard for them to check their emotions in that moment if it were something that weighed heavy on their heart that they were dealing with I don't care how much time has passed unless they were practicing forgiveness in their heart for themselves and whoever offended them or however they offended another person. They would immediately get angry. So all of that, you need to check your feelings and stuff. And I don't care if your feelings are hurt, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, happens way too much and someone can instantly turn evil. Just like her dad. See, let me read this. I saw the bag of wire. I saw the bag of wires he held coming toward my face. Then, and my eyelash, my eyelid, my eyelids, my eyelids. <laughs> sorry, my eyelids mashed together, bursting for the hit. It never came. I opened my eyes, and Mark held Dad's wrist. You need to calm down, Mister Ford. You don't want to be hitting your daughter. Dad jerked his arm away from Mark. You need to mind your own business. But he walked away, dumping his stuff on the sofa. Uh, so right there, Mark just established dominance, um, at least in protecting his girlfriend. <clears throat> um, I heard him open the fridge, thumb down the new six-pack, and crack open a can. So, see, he isn't even trying to acknowledge. He isn't trying to say sorry. He isn't trying to do anything. He's just like, what happened, happened. And I'm I'm guessing that he probably, if he would have carried it out or if he would have been allowed to carry it out, it would have been, you know, don't disrespect me. Don't do that. I mean, people do that a lot. Don't disrespect me and don't say anything bad about me. And it's like, well, why are you doing bad things? Those bad things that I'm saying about you are actually the truth. And the disrespectful things that you are doing, I'm just like, I'm just doing what you do, actually. So, and it's not really even disrespect. It's frustration and anger. She's upset. She's emotional right now. But yet, when it's children, it's disrespectful. For them to be in their emotions. And even if you try to check the person or like check the adult or the child. You have to be, you know, methodical when you do it. 
<clears throat> and then it says, Mark whispered to me, go play with Chrissy. His voice was soft. His eyes were not. I sprouted wings. So she's happy to be out of this confrontation with the man that she had a close bond with before in the book. Literally in the first chapter, it was her mom that was the one that was, you know, just making her life so miserable and blah, blah, blah. Not her dad. <clears throat> and um, someone had taken up for me, had protected me while M always had always been on my side she had never gone toe-to-toe with my parents like martin just had that's the second time i said what he almost hit me before in colorado he stopped himself that time i don't think he would have stopped this time mark put his hand on my cheek put his hand to my cheek and ran his thumb over my lips now go close the door and let him mellow i'll hook up the cable and the computers and we can work on the yard when it's cooler I was a mess. Rage toward my father overwhelmed me, but I was love stunned by Mark. I went to Chrissy's room, just like I had been told. <sighs> so, I also noticed this dynamic happens in abusive relationships. Don't worry, Mark is going to become abusive to Amy in just a minute. It's going to happen soon, so, you know, you don't have to wait too long for that. Um... He told her to do something. She did it. I mean, I wouldn't have done it because, I don't know. I'm hard at it. But I probably would have. <laughs> I don't know. Are we that emotional? I probably would. Okay, I'm going on. Later, I joined Mark outside and we hacked at the overgrown shrubs and vines that grew ragged and wild close to the house. You whack them and the walk, and I'll walk them to the curve. Wait, no, you whack them, and I'll walk them to the, to the curve. It says them, but I'm going to say in because it's easier for me. Um, he chopped, and I carded, and we didn't talk much. Dad stayed in the house on the computer. I could see him watch us from the window from time to time. He worked the shrubbery all the way around the house. No, we did that. We worked the shrubbery all around the house. And I was introduced to the mysteries of St. Augustine grass. There was no grass like this in Boulder. This was warrior grass. It grew in long runners with a death grip to, wait, no, with a death grip on the ground that would make a sumo wrestler, that would take a sumo wrestler to pry loose. Okay, I don't know what's wrong with my brain right now. We knelt next to each other, struggling to rip the grass from the ground. Mark. There's something I want to tell you. This sounds serious, he says. Good. Serious, I think. Good serious, I think. Good is, well, he grinned. Good. I don't know how that would be acted out. I took a deep breath. I used to think my dad was my hero, as corny as it sounds. I didn't know any other word. It's been a real wake-up call finding out how stupid I've been about that. But my hero's not dad. It's you. Mark sat back and pulled me into his lap. He kissed me. I kissed him back. Then kissed him again. Ames! I felt dad's shadow first. But his voice startled me anyway. I jumped. But Mark kept me in his lap. 
Ames, get off that boy this minute. Mr. Forward, not doing anything wrong. We're out here in front of God and everybody. It was just a kiss. Mark said, still holding me. Get up, Ames, now. Mark released me and we both stood. Dad, shut up and go in the house. So doesn't even let her talk. Um, I'm all about boundaries. But once enough boundaries are broken, it's kind of like all bets are off. That's why there's like, there's a respectable boundary between strangers. But then when you know people, it's like, they're like, huh, I can't break those boundaries. I'm your cousin. I'm your sister. I'm your mom. I'm your dad. I'm your baby brother. You'll always be my baby brother. I'm sorry. That's from an episode of Monk. I actually love that episode. It's funny. Um... I grabbed Mark's hand and held on. Get over yourself, Dad. It's not like I haven't kissed anyone before. Well, I had. I'd kissed Mark before. You're 15 years old, Dad roared. 16 soon enough. Dad, this is no big deal. Why are you so... Go in the house. (sighs) Go ahead, Ames. Well, Ames, go ahead. Your dad and I need to talk. So once again... She's going to go because she's going to listen to her man. Mark squeezed my hand and let it go. His voice was lazy and smooth, but his eyes were hooded, cobra eyes. So once again, he's in warrior mode. He's in uh, challenge mode between her dad uh, and her boyfriend. Like he's... Booking up to fight. 15 minutes after I went into the house, Dad stalked into my room. His fur, his fury was just tamped. What? His fury was tamped down. I don't even know how to say this word. Oh my God, I'm so tired. Nick, tomorrow, I'll read before I go to work. Oh. That way, I won't have to worry about anything. At least, I hope not. Anyway. Okay, so his fury was tamped down somewhat. But he seemed to have grown a spine. Ames, whatever is going on with Mark is over. You are too young for a relationship like that. He ran his hand through his hair inside. Wasn't Emily enough to show you what early... what? Hold on. Wasn't Emily enough to show you what damage early sexual experience does to a girl? Is that what you want for yourself as a role model for Chrissy? Okay, for one thing. I don't like this. I don't like it when parents do this. You're the older sibling, so you're a role model. Yeah, you're a role model too, dad. Mom. Aunt. Grandmother. Grandfather. You're also... A role model. Don't put all of that on me just because we're close in age. Like, excuse me? That whole it takes a village phrase is actually very true because literally, who do children look to? They look to everyone. They look at everyone. They learn from everyone. So, honestly, that whole, you're a role model. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. 
I'm just one role model. I have good aspects about me and bad aspects about me. Literally, as a human being, you have to understand that other human beings are not going to be all good. They're not going to be all bad. And if they are, they're either the saint or the devil. Really? Honestly? No, because there's a little bit of bad and good sprinkle over neutral. <laughs> neutral autopilot and everybody. Because I don't care what anyone says. Everyone has been either on autopilot or in the neutral stance. In the neutral arena. Quite a few times within their life. No matter what anyone says. No matter. It, it ha- literally happens to everybody. Because you have to be neutral to see if you're going to be like, oh, well, I want to do this. And, oh, I want to do that. And it depends on your actions and things like that. So, you know something else? The whole... Uh, there was, I think... Uh, it was some time ago. Who was it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, you know, in America, in the United States of America, there is um, a biracial, another biracial in high office, our first biracial, um, our first biracial black person was Barack Obama. Now we have another biracial black person named Kalamala Harris. Kalamala Harris? Camelia Harris? Camelia? Okay, whatever. K Harris. Um, and they were like, oh, she's such a role model to blah, blah, blah. And I talked to some girls and uh, just girls who came into the shop and they were like, I don't even know who that is. Who is she? And I was like, oh, well, like, who are your role models? And they're like, oh, one of them was like my grandmother. The other one was like my neighbor. She's so cool. Like she and her husband do this and that. And they're like awesome. And then there was another girl that's like Cardi B. And then there was another girl who disagreed and um, said, uh, what is her name? Uh, I think she's, um, I know her, I know her face, but she's an indie singer. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so I was just like, oh, well, all of these girls have, like, it was a group of like five, maybe six girls. I think I'm not sure. And cause like it was, some of them didn't even talk to me. I think it was like. It's probably about seven or something. They were coming from school or whatnot. And they just came into the shop, you know, for a drink or whatever. And, like, I saw that all of these girls had different role models. Like, different uh, main role models. But I was like, huh. Not one of these girls knew who Kamalia Harris was. So, I was like. Huh, people are saying that Kalamala Harris, Kalamala, Kalamala, I think that's, that's it, I think that's it, Kalamala Harris, 
was a role model to girls all across America and the world because she's a person of color. She's a biracial, Indian, white, black lady all mixed up in in stuff and you know wow and then they were like um other women I remember when WAP came out Cardi B's song with Megan Stallion in the feature um and other like famous singers and dancers in the featurettes in the actual music video and people are like, oh my God, like these, this is who you want to be role models to young girls and things like that. And I was like, well, you know something, um, all of these so-called role models, um, are just women living their lives, choosing to do what they want to do. Um, being themselves on a daily, allowing themselves to make mistakes, to grow, and that includes Kamalia Harris. And I mean, all I can say is you allow your role model to be whomever you are exposed to. So for me, I when I was a young girl, I was exposed to Beyonce, Raven Simone, um, Doris Day. And that was quite a time jump, wasn't it? <laughs> Doris J. I was um, also, um, God, what is her face? What's her face? I know her. She's she's an older lady. No, she's an older lady. Um, I don't even know. Like, she's an older, she's a redheaded older lady. The she's, <sighs> Rita Hayward. There we go. <laughs> it took me some time, but she was only a role model, and you know the fact that she had a really nice smile, and apparently she just seduced guys with smiles. I was like, wow, that is cool. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, she was a role model in, you know, my hey, smile and you seduce your bait. And, you know, you're charming. And Doris Day was my role model in dance and in song. Also, Beyonce was as well. And Beyonce had her own role models. And they, in turn, became my role models to a certain extent because they were a role model to Beyonce herself. And then... um as far as Raven Simone, Beyonce was also a role model to her. Like, you know, from far away, I believe she got some advice and mentorship from Felicia Rashad when she was on the Bill Cosby show. And I mean, like, she was my role model in terms of acting, you know, and I was really you know, inspired by her for acting and singing and dancing. Um, I was really inspired with Doris Day in the theater. I was really inspired by Rita Hayworth with The Charm and Dorothy Dandridge. 
There we go. Dorothy Dandridge. She was, she looks like Beyonce to me. She looks like a cross between Beyonce, Halle Berry, and someone else. Anyway, she, I saw her in one movie and I was like, that's a classy lady. And I was just like, she's the class that I want. She is my inspiration, my role model in class, you know? And I know people may make fun of me for this, but Mulan, Ha Mulan from the 98 Disney movie, Mulan, I, she was like an overall role model. I loved her. I loved her tomboyishness. I loved her quiet femininity. Like she wasn't really boisterous about it. Like a lot of people are, but she was, you know, it was nice and she was dainty in her own way. She was tough in her own way. She was smart and resourceful in her own way. I really love Milan. Uh, like, <laughs> that 2020 movie was a travesty. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that because I want to move on. I want to move forward into 2021 with happy smiles and hopes that Disney will not tarnish the little mermaid you know i've never seen the little mermaid but i do have the book by hans christian anderson it isn't first edition but then again who would ever have the first edition right but i do have the book and i would love to read it to you guys and i would also love to do a netflix and chill and watch the little mermaid on television but then again it's a Disney movie, so it's probably going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to do it. But I, I will read the book. Um, but getting back to this. Role models. Here and there. Role models. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. As a role model for Chrissy, translation, don't embarrass us. Don't mess up Chrissy, the good kid. I stared past him and willed him to drop dead on the spot. Okay, so this is a lot of resentment turned up into anger and eventually will steam will stem into hatred if it isn't checked. If the situations are not, you know, if they aren't fixed. Hmm. Mark admitted he's too old for you. Um, I think he's telling them that he's 17 or 19 either way is just two or two to four years difference I honestly don't see a problem with that but I mean not like if he were 17 obviously I wouldn't see a problem with it but um because he'd still be a teenager 17 18 19 teen ager um, but if he's 19 and his birthday's soon, he's gonna, like, cause she's almost 16. So in two years, she'll be 18. Two years, he would be 21. That's illegally old enough to drink. <sighs> Not sure I know where to go from there. Um, okay, let's finish here. Too experienced. I'm sorry I tried to grab you, but this, he flipped his palms up and looked 
around the pathetic room, this whole situation, it turned me into someone I don't even recognize. Recognize. Everything fell apart. I don't know how it all started. He didn't know how it all started. That's how, this is literally the same question I thought as I was reading. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why did you start stealing in the first place? Especially when you were making enough to be able to provide for your family and provide extra money for vacation spots and like stuff like this. So I don't know. And then one of the other things he tried to turn it around and was like, oh, I didn't hear any complaints when we went here and there. And I'm like, did your family know it was stolen money? Did your family know what you did to obtain the money other than work hard at the job that you were assigned, that the job that you allowed yourself to um, partake in? Huh? Did they know? And even if they did, who's, uh, no, honey, like you're the one stealing you. Your family is not stealing with you. They're just aware of it. So <laughs> slippery slopes. Can't blame people. Can't talk your way out of it. Don't know how this all started, really. Take a little responsibility. That's literally what she said. Anyway, Mark will still work here until the house is done, but he agreed there will be no physical contact between you two. None. I want you to agree to it, too. What? Okay, just because one party agreed to such doesn't mean the other one will. I'm just saying. What if I don't? Dad looked as stunned as if I'd slapped him. Ames, what? You can't beat me up or tie me up or watch me every minute of the day. Now get out of my room. That, now get out of my room. <sighs> that's, that's disrespectful. And it's Chrissy's room too. I don't talk to drunks. That was in a form disrespectful and hurtful. I mean, the whole get out of my room would have probably been hurtful as well. But it would probably have been the, how do you have the nerve, blah, 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 blah. But the whole I don't talk to drunks, that was a low blow. Um, Dad looked like someone punched a hole in him and let all the air out. His face drained of color. He looked old and frail. He left the room like he was lost. Probably because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to fix anything. Because I'm guessing he did not build those skills up. He just built the skills of a con artist. <laughs> I caught a, a movement from the corner of my eye. I turned to see the open closet door. Chrissy was sitting in the closet arranging her prayers in a row. She didn't look at me. So her little sister... I'm not saying she doesn't like her or love her anymore. I'm just saying she realizes that it's a whole bunch of mess and she can't do anything to stop it. So she's probably feeling hopeless and arranging her bears as her own little control. When Mark arrived the next day, he went to work scraping the front of the house while I worked on the back. I didn't talk to him. He didn't talk to me, but I didn't believe dad's story. Mark was full of double talk. He told Dad what he wanted to hear and have another planet of his own. Mark didn't try to meet me in secret, didn't say anything all day other than it was getting hotter. Insomnia, caring conversation, 
As he was leaving at six, mom rolled in. She looked tired but smug. I got a job, a receptionist at a dentist's office. I make appointments, file insurance claims, that kind of thing. She pop, she plopped down on the couch. My resume is skimpy, but my interview convinced him that I could do what needed to be done. The thing I do best is organize, right? That is true. I thought you were thinking about homeschooling the kids, Dad said. She looked at Dad like he was a slug. Ugh. <laughs> I think we need to put some food on the table. Forget those kids. <laughs> That's literally what I thought. <laughs> In my mind, that she would say, that her face would say, if this was acted out. Like, forget those kids. They don't matter. We need to eat. Okay. You'll do the homeschooling while you search for your perfect job. She rose and strolled past that. See to dinner, will you? I'm going to take a shower. Power shift. Complete um, complete parental chaos. There we go. Strangers. Forget that. She can go hungry, Dad said, and shambled to the little table that held his computer and booted up. Um, I don't know if that meant the wife. But you do have children. You have two daughters who probably don't even know how to cook. So. Mm. And that's another thing. The mom got out there, got the job. She went out there and did what she had to do. This dad here. I mean, obviously, rece receptionist is better than janitor and fast food worker. But you know something? He could also be a receptionist. Well, maybe not because it deals with paperwork. Because of the crime he committed, he has to, you know, fix the way that he's going to do things. And he needs to do it quickly. Um, I guess that meant Chrissy and I could go hungry too. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so he said that to his wife. I dragged myself to the kitchen and made a box of mac and cheese. I took two hot bowls to our bedroom. My raw palms suddenly feeling blistered by the heat and handed Chrissy a bowl. She was on the bed braiding a stuffed horse's mane. Where'd that come from? I love it when it's gooey. Mom makes it too dry and dad makes it too runny. Mm-hmm. So where did it come from? <laughs> she just slid right past that question. I put my bowl on the nightstand and flopped on the bed. There was a lump under my pillow. I lifted my head and pulled out a cell phone. The prepaid throwaway throw kind. I turned it on. One program number. Mark. One voice message. Mark. Meet me at midnight at the end of the block. My dad works at... Works the late shift tonight. I won't let your dad keep us apart. I won't let him hurt you either. Funny since he's about to hurt her. Anyway, Chrissy watched me delete the message. I watched her braid the horse's mane. Did Mark give you that little cute horse? She nodded. He said he had secret presents for both of us. Secret presents? Obviously the cell phone for you. The horse mane for her. Come on. You need to you know, connect those dots. Yes, he said not to tell mom and dad because it will make them sad because they can't afford to give us presents right now. Chrissy said, this guy was a great liar. I grinned at that. 
Then the grin vanished. This guy was a great liar. She didn't put emphasis on it. I'm putting emphasis on it. I shook it off. She should not be shaking that off. That is a visible red flag that she needs to be. She needs to check on it. She really does. This is the end of this chapter. It's page 228. That's the end. We start on page 229. Et tu, Um, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Uh, sorry about the way that this is uncut, unedited. Well, not really. I edited some parts, but it's not as heavily edited before. I think I controlled my breathing well. Not really. No, I didn't. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. So, I will see you. Good boy. I love you. <laughs> Katie out. That's a bad intro. I mean, a bad outro. My bad. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow.